0: Today on Comtalk, we're talking about Venom. Let,
1: Let there, there be carnage. Glicks, what is going on? We, we are receiving a, a signal, signal from a new area on the planet, planet,
0: Ikari. All right, let's see what the planet has for us today.
2: Opening forms in three, two, one...
0: Hello, devoted geeks, and welcome to episode one hundred and eleven of ComTalk, Talk, the podcast extension of Geek Devotions, the show from Devoted Geeks, who are devoted to letting you know that you are loved. I'm Dallas, and with me is Celeste. And how are you, dear? I'm good. Awesome. And with us is a special guest who you guys know and love, and that is Hi, What's Aye up? <laughs> So, Damar with us. We just got back from seeing a movie. I know it's Fangtober, and you guys are expecting us to talk about vampires, but we had to talk about this.
1: Well, to be fair, he eats blood.
0: He eats, yeah, I guess so. He eats brains. He's more on the zombie side. <laughs> I
1: mean, but
2: there's teeth. There's a lot of teeth. A lot of teeth. <laughs> so, we're going to be- get knocked out. They get back in. They did grow back in, but I had to point out they got knocked out.
0: So we're talking about Venom 2. We just came back from the theater from watching it. It was a lot of fun, and we're going to break this up into a couple sections. We're going to talk about, first off, just our initial thoughts. Did we enjoy it? Did we not like it? Uh, what do we enjoy about it? Without getting into to too many spoilers, we'll have a spoiler discussion about it. And if we're lucky, we'll get into some psychology conversations with Demera.
1: Maybe not. <laughs> Demera's not working today.
0: Yeah, Demera's not working today. <laughs> So let me pull up real quick the description because some of you guys, maybe you haven't seen Venom and you're like, I'm listening to this to determine if I want to see Venom.
1: You are missing if you haven't seen the first one.
0: So the IMDB, describe, IMDB describes it as Eddie Brock attempts to reignite his career by interviewing serial killer Cletus Cassidy, who becomes the host of the symbiote carnage and escapes prison after a failed execution. So this is the storyline. Now, the last movie was with Venom. It ended with him meeting Cletus at some point. Yes. And this picks up at some point after that. Like, there was there's some sort of extended point after that. Um, I did notice, like, in the first movie where they meet Cletus, his hair is all curly and stuff. Yes. Like, it's supposed to be. <laughs> I wonder why they changed that.
1: I just wonder if Woody Harrelson cut his hair. Maybe. Like, he just was like, I'm not, I'm going to cut my hair. And they were like, okay, well, we're not going to bother with
2: a wig.
0: Right. <laughs> Maybe. So, Magic cuts. Right. What would we like we about it? don't know it?
2: that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> just saying.
0: What would we like about it?
1: I liked the humor. It was humorous. It's very humorous. There's a fine line that you run with humor and darkness and these movies ride that line really well because it's a dark movie, but it's really funny.
2: Mm -hmm. I think most of the movies that Tom Hardy is in, he's very good at riding that line Mm -hmm. between the two, and he delivers facial expressions and everything Mm -hmm. to make it perfect. Yes.
0: Yeah. I laughed more than I thought I was going to. I think the first movie was funnier at times. Probably yeah
1: I don't remember honestly it's been so long since we've watched the first one
2: right I I don't know which one was more funny that's really not how proper grammar going on there but whatever
1: I mean the the first one you had the humorous situation of them not working together Mm -hmm. so they you had the they're arguing with each other or Tom Hardy's arguing with himself Mm -hmm. um (laughs) <laughs> and like the all the different things so it's i kind of respect the fact that they weren't still playing that up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um even though there were some humorous let
2: me eat him <laughs> um there's evolution in that yeah, relationship yeah, yeah, yeah. they allowed that to be seen mm-hmm. and
1: i appreciated that but it i don't think it was as humorous but to be fair carnage is not humorous his character is not a humorous
0: character not for when i remember reading him of- Carnage. I've seen. I've read some of his stuff, and and that's one thing that going into it for me personally. I have to remember this is not the same Venom in Carnage that we see in the comics necessarily. Right. Um, there's been no Peter Parker. There's been no um, combination of things. Um, you have the Daily Bugle. That's its connection, but you don't see Peter Parker, and you don't see him having to struggle with that. In the comics, Venom is. Um, the symbiote was connected to Peter Parker and then Eddie Brock got it. Yeah, And so he has the memories of Peter Parker and there's a lot more spider stuff about him. But in this world, none of that is there. And Carnage himself is a bit different. We'll get to some of the differences of Carnage later. Um, but that's one of the things I was struggling with is like, okay, what is this? And and he's not very humorous at, from what I remember.
1: He was more the, the villain to Venom. I know I haven't mm-hmm. read a lot of Venom. Books, but he is definitely more the antagonist to the anti hero that
2: Venom is. Mm-hmm. I was sitting here trying to remember the origin of Carnage from the actual comic, not necessarily the <laughs> film, because I think that is yeah. different.
0: It's, it is, but it's not. So he is an offspring of Venom. Um, the, the symbiote re, uh, reproduced like you do. And um, this was one of them. Now, the difference is. It combined with Cassidy but it's different the fact that whereas Venom keeps a, a separate personality with um, Eddie Brock thus the whole we like he's, he's everything's in like plurality because there's two people working as one. Um, Carnage is very much singular. He's like I am this I am that because he's actually a part of who Cassidy is. He was birthed out of Cassidy's bloodstream and, um, and Cassidy's S- lunatic mind made carnage worse than he was than he would have been originally mm. carnage was a was a chaotic symbiote, but he's more chaotic because Cassidy is legitimately just insane
2: mm-hmm.
0: and so Carnage became more crazy and then as a as a cycle carnage became psych- more crazy and Cassidy became more bloodthirsty because of it mm-hmm. so you had this kind of this weird pairing and that that's kind of the birthing of it um Carnage has got to bounce around to other characters here and there. At one point um, Cassidy has actually lost Carnage and but still went around killing people as Carnage. He just painted himself red and wore a costume. And uh, just he was a human uh, psychopath rather than a human with a symbiote psychopath.
1: Fair
2: enough.
0: Yeah. And then he found another version of Carnage in the I don't know what you call it. It was like a was like a parallel universe Mm
2: -hmm.
0: but yeah that's his origin (laughs) so pretty similar the the storyline and maybe we'll get into this uh i don't know because it gets into the spoiler
2: i was about to say i'm trying i'm like holding my tongue because there's pieces that are farther into the film that we
0: can't talk about right without why don't we just do
1: the spoiler warning
0: um we can let's let's do this real quick let's let's do the basics uh this is on the fly what about the graph? Graphically, how was the film?
2: Graphically, I enjoyed it. It was really well done. I thought. Right. Yeah, I think the the timing and everything. You saw more kind of a combination between the two characters rather than it just being one Venom and one separation. Mm-hmm. I think you saw more of that, mm-hmm. where they had to interact with each other a little bit more. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, they probably had a bigger budget for this one since it the first one was such
2: a success. Mm-hmm. Probably, and you could tell just graphically wise it was done beautifully mm-hmm. and of course you have you know carnage over there
0: too that he's got even more arms and
2: you just imagine <laughs> all, creating him all the things
0: right i was worried about them doing carnage because in the comics um he's so liquidy like right um there, there's a slickness to the symbiotes that we have in these mm-hmm. movies but carnage like <laughs> his stuff it's almost like he's not solid Ever. And he's constantly moving everything. You didn't really see that very much with this Carnage. He had this kind of that that weird elastic Play-Doh look mm-hmm. at times. But it still worked.
2: You did see. I think they did a good job, though, of making you understand that he is very alien. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, there's a liquid residue he was leaving on people and almost like a film. Yeah. Which you don't necessarily see that coming out of Venom. But you do see on Carnage very much. so. so I think That's they kind of honored a little bit yeah. of... Carnage being more liquidy.
0: I can see that.
1: I wonder if... Just a a thought. Side note. If Carnage is more liquidy or filmy in this one, or in general, because he is more chaotic, the Uh, the chaos makes him less stable
0: stable
2: molecularly?
0: I don't know. Maybe. It's an interesting Mm -hmm. theory, at least. You're you're pondering.
2: I am am pondering, (laughs) because I'm also thinking about who he combined with, because of information we can't necessarily share at this moment, but the combination of the two. Yeah. You know, right. In the first film, there's a huge emphasis on why Venom connects so well um, with Eddie Brock. You don't see how that connection kind of happens other than the fact that Carnage is clearly birthed right. in that moment and kind of chooses him, but as we know from the first film, they would pick a host, but the host would always die. Yeah, 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 burn through him. So... I think that has a little bit more to do with it that he carnage himself. That's not stable. And right. then you're connecting to an unstable host right. as well.
0: Well, let's do this. We'll do a commercial break and when I come back, it'll be the spoiler time frame. We'll get, we'll get deep into the nitty gritty, talk about the spoiler stuff. So, um, we're going to jump into, um, this commercial break. Crikey, looky there. It's a rare taco phibian. You what? rarely see such a... Oh. Oh. Did you see that? A cracking gliss kaiju just chowed down that taco. But what does it even mean? It means that when you're done listening to calm talk, check out the Retro Rewind Podcast. Oh, Okay. Right, and we're back from a commercial break. I hope you guys do us a favor and check out those amazing individuals. I want to remind you to check out um, them and other part people who are part of our network. We are part of the Culture Box Network. Culture Box Network is a network of podcasters who are unpacking truth through story, comedy, and geekery. So make sure you check all out those individuals because they're they're awesome. You can check them out more of them at culturebox.media. All right, we're now entering the spoiler zone morning so um throw out your eggs if you have them because they're bad
1: <laughs> dallas
0: <laughs> to just shakes red
1: dallas
0: <laughs> all right just move
2: on from
1: that. even steve would think that joke was bad
0: <laughs> let's get into the conversation what are your what are the the spoiler things you guys you ladies want to talk about
2: you want to go first no you can go first Okay, so one of the spoilers, and you see it throughout the entirety of the film, is a connection that is actually between Carnage's host, which I never, I can't pronounce his name, Cletus, is that right? Yes. Um, And Shriek. Yes. So both of them start out being in this little group home thing that looks more like jail. So I think that was not necessarily an actual group home that we're looking at I think we're actually looking at a psych ward for children and being the day and age that it should have been in I think it kind of speaks volumes at the beginning of the film of where this character is coming from his psychosis and everything else going on the fact that he's murdered people um, but he's also lit up with all this pain and anguish like you can tell there's trauma that's built into it um, and then of course you have you know the girlfriend that's the same way they're looking to connect to someone they want to be loved And the lack of love that they experienced only created more damage and more chaos throughout the lifespan. And then, of course, we have the creation of Carnage, (laughs) who is calling Venom Father and is determined to kill Father, which is an extension of basically what the character actually wanted to do, Mm -hmm. was to remove his father. Father was the beater. So I think that was very much connected into the entire stream. Mm -hmm. And that's why it was amplified even by Carnage is, oh, let's get rid of this person.
0: Since you bring that up, that uh, that's one of the other uh, differences between comic book carnage and this carnage. In this car- carnage, he tells you that he um, um, he um, killed his mom for whatever reason, pushed grandma down the stairs, and that his dad beat him. And Did he say he killed his dad?
1: No, his dad sent him to uh, right. St. Just- Estes. That's right.
0: In the comics, what happened was... Our uh, Cle- uh, Cletus's mother tried to kill him, so Dad intervened and killed her. He then testified against his father, making it sound like there was nothing wrong. In fact, there was another. There was a major event that took place where, as Cletus post carnage actually dug up his mom out of grief, and then he all, he did in fact push his his grandma down the stairs and killed his grandma. So those are that's the slight differences that's there. Um I I think that they didn't want to get into the whole play of like you testify against your dad who killed your mom who was trying to kill you and you have this thing with your mom that that was never explained. Why his relationship with his mom? Why he cared about his mom? You're you're the expert on that kind of stuff.
2: And we're not going to go into it. <laughs> into that. <laughs> that, that's like that's three a 3-hour podcast. That's a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so well even beside that, um I mean the way they did it I mean, we have to keep in mind that kids are probably watching this as well. And so, making it overly complex would be a little bit too much. Right. And there's not enough time span to expand on why Carnage exists the way he does. But the fact that Carnage does attach to Cletus mm-hmm. and continues on with that, I want to kill dad. I mean, mm-hmm. he's already, the all three characters in that particular area, they're all seeking revenge for something that was done to them. Mm -hmm. Carnage is only amplifying it. Yeah, But at the same time, at the end, you notice that Carnage doesn't care about nobody, and then you find out Cleus does still have that little bit of hope, that little bit of light left, and Carnage is like destroying it Mm -hmm. in the last bit.
0: Yeah. Absolutely.
2: It's
1: interesting how the symbiotes amplify the personality and the things inside of the people that they connect with. Like um, Venom and Eddie Brock. Venom very much uh, amplifies the, the hero syndrome that Eddie Brock seems to have. Mm-hmm. But Eddie doesn't want to have it because he doesn't think that it'll go well for him. Because mm-hmm. um, he's he's a fairly logical person. Whereas Venom's like, we are a hero.
0: <laughs> the lethal hero. The
1: lethal hero.
0: So that that's actually, people. that was a comic book series. Venom, um, lethal protector. Oh, nice. Uh, we have it here. And um, I collected it. I got it when, I were, when we lived in Missouri, actually, Demare. And um, it's it didn't go very long, but there was one of those, like, they were trying to redo Venom.
2: I semi-recalled this.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, it was an interesting story. And it, it was kind of the same thing of A. Brock trying to come to grips with I'm going to be a hero. Now, Eddie Brock of the comics, he's a little more confident than this Eddie Brock. Yeah, he is. But he is trying to be a hero, but he's struggling with the whole like hero aspect versus uh I'm connected with a symbiote that eats people.
2: Right. <laughs>
1: Which you even in um I read the first couple of issues of The King in Black. Um because I was going to try and read through that series. Haven't finished it yet, mm-hmm. but he's still struggling with that mm-hmm. the fact that he goes we we are a hero but we have to handle that eating people is a thing and yeah. and it talks about the struggle to get to that point
0: mm-hmm. absolutely so some of the stuff i liked about it though was the internal struggle of him coming to grits coming to work with the symbiote in fact that was a whole point they made was the fact that him and Eddie, um they bonded perfectly yeah and well whereas cassidy and carnage were not truly bonded um their their purposes aligned for a time frame but when that was over uh carnage was like i'm taking over
1: i wonder if it's a matter of neither one of them had sympathy mm they were both so chaotic and so mentally disturbed and mm-hmm. then feeding into each other
2: mm-hmm.
1: that they could not appropriately bond together because they couldn't appropriately bond anybody.
2: True. I don't know if they ever would have. Right. Um, simply because Carnage does not have uh, the emotional ability to attach, whereas uh, Cletus had already proven the ability to emotionally attach and actually love. Mm-hmm. I don't think they actually would have ever had symmetry. But I was thinking about it, like if we actually applied this to, to people, you know, not um, alien stuff.
1: The truth is out there, Damara.
2: Yeah. <laughs> if we applied it to that, it's kind of the same way, like when you go to work and you're working with people, you have some people that you have perfect symmetry with. You can literally just fly through the day and move perfectly in, in timing with that other person And it works wonders. And productivity is farther, um, more improved. I mean, yeah, there's still conflict. Because, I mean, you see that even with Venom, is that he has a conflict of interest sometimes, too. (laughs) He wants something and everyone else doesn't. Right. Um, So, I mean, you will still have that in real relationships. But I think Venom and Eddie are the perfect view of what it means to have almost like a legit friendship mm. that you're gonna have two separate ideals definitely different eating habits by far <laughs> and you can I still like tacos get
0: i like brains
2: that is very disturbing <laughs> i'm telling you he's a zombie more than he is a vampire
1: <laughs> we never said he was a vampire we just said it kind of fits because of the teeth
0: uh, sort of It's got big teeth teeth francisco's favorite movie
2: it is so there was something else I wanted to point out that yeah. in the film carnage is almost twice the size of
0: Venom.
1: Well, and he also kind of keeps growing. Mm-hmm. He does. So I wonder if that's because Venom had been eating chickens.
0: Well, they they made it like this really quick comment where he's like, I need more more energy or something like that. And he ate somebody and, and that's power where he grew. Up. That's where he grew he grew. So that does seem to be a thing is like the more he eats, the more he grows.
2: I do want to point out though, um, since you wanted psychology (laughs) here it goes um anytime we have chaos chaos spreads faster Mm -hmm. and grows larger than peacefulness peacefulness is a working effort but it's stronger and that's something i think you actually kind of symbolically see the difference between carnage and venom is because carnage grows at massive lengths yeah he's sort of kind of strong but he also didn't connect with anyone, and he crumbles in the end and ends up getting eaten up by Venom. Nom, nom, yeah. nom. And it apparently doesn't taste good. <laughs> he did not taste good.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. I found it interesting, the conversation. This is a a debate people are having. You have a lot of films coming out where you have uh, traditional villains, and then you have lines thrown in to make you feel sympathetic. Right. Yeah. There are there have been for years people who have disliked Carnage, because he's just chaos, and there's no dynamic to him. Dynamics of a character, some sort of background, why they're the way they are, make them interesting, and draw you to it. And they tried to really push that with the story. Again, you have small things here and there with Cletus doing stuff that's popped up in the comics, but it wasn't actually focused like it is here. Right. Um, but that opens up the question: like, is society? Is media? glorifying evil by doing this um and i say that because we've actually gotten comments from people who um when the gorilla movie came out there was somebody that they had issue with this because they felt like media was trying to glorify evil and i personally disagree with that statement i think it's showing both sides now i granted it sells media is simply trying to make money because they know this sells but i think people are fascinated in the and the mental background of of things and the backstory because we're trying to make sense. There are people who just do crazy stuff and we're not going to understand it, but we need to make sense of it. And so stories that make sense of carnage, not, not necessarily character, but carnage, we go, okay, I'm starting to understand. Even if that calls into some sympathy and I appreciate some of these stories. Again, sometimes it's overdone simply because it makes me go, man, who are we missing? You know, what what young kid is being abused that we're missing that this could be his future? Not saying that a kid who's being abused is gonna end up a mass murdering uh crackhead with uh, a symbiote. Um, not saying that at all. But, but it is
1: a possibility.
0: But it is making me go, man, this is for me watching these films I go, I need to be more vigilant about who I'm around because there are people who are who get hurt and you know, the little phrase, hurt people, hurt people. Mm-hmm
1: well and you also have the fact that let me rephrase that the i think that what you're saying makes sense but it's also the reasoning i believe that people are obsessed with the true crime stuff mm-hmm. that is such a big market and it doesn't make sense because you're like why are you like so interested in all of these horrible crimes but it's a trying to make sense of the horrific
0: mm-hmm.
2: So it's interesting that you're mentioning that because I, you know, well, y'all know, but your audience doesn't know. I work in an addiction center, so I'm doing groups five days a week. Two groups actually. One's a two-hour group, and mm. in one of our two-hour groups, uh, one of the clients piped up and said, "Yeah, hurt people, hurt people. It's just a fact of life." And really, what it is is the fact that we're growing in a society where we've decided to lose empathy towards other people. Mm. And as we progress in society and we get wrapped up in being disconnected from other people, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, with social media, we use that as an excuse not to acknowledge the feelings and emotions of other people. We kind of like the fact we don't see their immediate reaction on their face. Sure. Um, and we face this. This is something we have seen in psychology and counseling world, you know, rampant around the world, really. But what I will say is, you know, there, the comment about, you know, people are glorifying evil... The truth is, there is that society out there that's going, the longer you choose to ignore the pain and hurt of other people, this is what our society is going to be. Word. You're going to create a new Mm -hmm. evil. You're going Mm -hmm. to create more trauma. You're going to create more drug dealers and so forth on the street. When I started at Uprising, uh, one of the first things, which that's the name of the addiction place I'm at, um, one of the first things that came out of the mouth of the girl who's training me on their system is don't always remember that every one of them probably has faced trauma Mm. and no one's acknowledged their trauma. Right. And that is absolutely true. There's there's a reason someone first picks up marijuana. There's a reason someone picks up a really high-intensity drug. You know, we have a drug now in this area in the state of Louisiana called fentanyl. Mm -hmm. Two milligrams will kill you. Yeah. However it's not stopping its production.
0: Mm -hmm. It's
2: not stopping its intake into the United States because we're too concerned about numbing our feelings because we don't want to feel anymore. Mm. We also don't want to acknowledge the empathy towards other people. Word. So while I get, you know, parents, especially of those who are trying to teach their kids to communicate and do well, we're also forgetting there's a whole society out there that if you don't step up and say, you know what, I'm willing to forgive you, but I also know that you need to work on yourself. There mm-hmm. needs to be some change in your life. and I'm willing to help you as long as you're willing to make those steps. Word. Someone has to step up and do that. And right now you have a very small counselor world that's willing to do it. You have a few doctors willing to do it. But they all burn out too. Yeah, It's got to be people in the world that are willing to step up and go, hey, five-year-old child i can see bruises on you why are you got bruises yeah ask questions sometimes but also don't jump off the deep end sometimes because they're playing baseball <laughs> right and they have no coordination
0: <laughs> it's a true story all right anything else we need to talk about with venom
1: do we want to talk about dislikes
0: sure what did you not like about it
1: i just thought it, the story was a little bit rushed
0: it did feel rushed
1: that was my only complaint was the the story with cletus and i feel like it needed a little bit more building up
0: hmm The pacing was was really rushed. I thought it was creative the way they tried to tell the story with the graphics, but Mm -hmm. it was rushed, to say the least.
2: I would agree with that. I mean, there's a scene in the film where Cletus is talking specifically to Eddie, and it kind of, you feel like it's almost half out of nowhere, his statement, Mm -hmm. and that's not necessarily true. There's a storyline that you know is there, but the story was so rushed, you don't pick up on that.
0: Right true story
1: that's really my only dislike i I liked everything else yeah and even with that i'd still i still really like the movie
0: right well before we give our final review what we thought was talk about the mid-credit roll scene
2: our thoughts and feelings
0: (sighs) celeste the
2: anticipation (laughs) 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 pretty sure we got another film we need to see in theater so there, there's a couple. Um,
1: my my question is, is who all came with him?
0: <laughs> so for those who are, you're not going to go see the movie, but you're curious to know what we're talking about. There's a credits and credit scene where,
2: or mid was that mid credit or yeah
0: mid roll wasn't at the end it was mid roll, but um basically Brock is talking with him, Vitam, and Venom's like look I can look man we've uh, millions of years of hive mind knowledge you can't handle it he's like here let me show you something and all of a sudden things go wild and funky and things are changing and then the room that they're in which looks like some ran hotel changes and they're in like they're in this nice hotel and he's like what just happened
1: did you see the gold circle outside the window
0: mm-hmm. it looks like they're linking this up to
1: uh, multiverse of madness
0: multiverse of madness which is the next doctor strange movie Here's my thing. Here's what I, I want to point out. Why does Brock know something's different?
2: I think I'm going to point out the fact that Venom is inside of him. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it fully attached to him because Venom had already mentioned he has years of knowledge floating around in his very body his right. head, and he's morphed inside of Eddie. Right. So what? I think that protected Eddie.
1: Why wouldn't he know though? Like if he's been transported to a different
0: the the well that's the thing is like why did he get transported? Like well, yeah, I think the the from what I've seen about Multiverse of Madness, the only people who are going to know that something's different, the only people who are supposed to know something's different, are Strange and Peter Parker. They're the ones who are supposed to know something is different.
1: Well, but we already know from the preview of No Way What No No Way Home. Yeah, which to me Holmes, (laughs) I'm I'm have problems with their naming system. Um, The newest movie Mm -hmm. that it that something's messed up with the the spell because Peter's talking and Strange goes, "You're messing up the spell. Stop talking."
0: But here's the deal: Venom seemed to recognize Peter in this in credit scene.
1: I wonder if the symbiotes know that there's a multiverse. And they know that like certain people would be, uh, would be issues or this is the same venom from that terrible movie that nobody talks about.
0: I don't think it's the same venom, but they remember their hive mind. And before this, he talks about how he has knowledge across billions of years in multiple different universes. Oh, I think he has the hive mind that remembers Spider-Man from the Raimi-verse.
2: That would make sense. It would. I have anticipation.
0: Mm-hmm. <sighs> so Marvel this knows
2: what they're doing. It <laughs>
0: is official. Venom, which has not been part of the MCU at all, at all, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say it is Spider Verse. <laughs> which, if you go back and watch the Spider Verse movie, where he is um, standing um, where he's in the in the room with all the suits. Yeah, you see Peter Parker, so you see the Spider Man suit with the Doctor Strange cape. Yeah, you do. I'm, those are all now part of the MCU.
1: I think that they're going to connect Sony all together, and Sony and Marvel are going to start playing nice, so that we get an appropriate Spider Man.
0: <laughs> I hope so.
1: Because God, I need Miles, Miles Morales in live action.
0: Word. Alright, ladies. Final review. What are our final thoughts? Is it a good movie? Is it not a good movie? Do you recommend it? Do you not recommend it? Demare, you're, you're guest, guest. Your mouth is wide open. I was
2: going to give a chance <laughs> answer first. I think it's definitely worth seeing. I think it's great to see it in theaters simply so you get the full surround.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um... I mean, obviously, I wouldn't recommend it for your really, really young kids and yeah. your kids don't fully comprehend they it.
0: They pushed that PG thirteen to the, this max.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's they very pushed, but it's definitely for those of us you know who are older, who have been around for a while, I think it really was a great movie. It's kind of nostalgic at different times. So I think it's worth seeing. Yeah. I agree. It's definitely worth seeing.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna stay in the same boat with you ladies. It's worth seeing, it's fun um the pacing again while rushed it kept you going the story was interesting um graphics were nice it was funny um like we we just said it did push the pg-13 to the edge Mm -hmm. just with the violence the one f-bomb and a couple other things
1: there was an f-bomb yes Mm
0: -hmm. right at the very end oh so
1: i don't remember that Mm -hmm. i knew there was an almost one but i didn't realize there was one
0: yep so there were some there are a couple plot holes, but nothing that made me go, oh God, this is a terrible movie. Right. So all right, guys. Well, those are our thoughts. Love to hear from you guys. Um Demar, is there anything you like to, to advertise?
2: Well, I mean, if you got a drug addiction problem and have to have a Medicaid and <laughs> some private insurances, uh, we do have um an inpatient place. It's called Uprising Addiction Center. You're a welcome uh, to give us a call. Uh, we do handle mental health with addiction, not mm-hmm. separated. Um, I mean, and if you really just want to be someone that like helps people out or like donates or something like that, you're also welcome to look up uprising and donate. That's fine too.
0: Awesome. Very good. Uh, is going to provide me with some links up with that in the description down below for you guys to check out. Um, Celeste to land the plane. Sure. And while she does that, I want to remind you guys that we do, this is Finktober, so all month long, all of our devotions are based off of vampire content. Uh, Celeste is going to be appearing on the Cellcast
1: yes. next
0: Tuesday night, yes. this upcoming Tuesday night.
1: So that would be October the 5th.
0: I believe so. And you're going to be reviewing what?
1: We're reviewing the 2019 Animated Adams Family.
0: Yeah. So make sure you guys uh, check that out. Go to Cellcast. Instead of our normal play and pray, we're going to be on that. The following two weeks, again, instead of our normal play and pray, potentially...
1: I think there's a week in between.
0: Okay. Well, potentially, I'm going to be on the Cellcast also talking about Batman The Long Halloween. I also want to remind you guys that this upcoming Friday, um, there will be a daytime stream where I'm playing Metroid Dread. I'm excited, guys. I really am.
1: Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Calm Talk today. If you have loved this episode, head on over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. So until next time, stay devoted.
0: Peace and love. She threw a wolf at me.